This morning, during Advent, we focused on joy. On the third Sunday of Advent, we reflect on the joy that comes through Jesus' arrival. We celebrate the joy of Christ coming to earth. His arrival was the beginning, and it was just the beginning of something greater to come. So what does joy mean? Having joy includes feeling good cheer and a vibrant happiness, but joy in its fuller spiritual meaning of expressing God's goodness involves more. It is a deep-rooted, inspired happiness. A deep-rooted, inspired happiness. Have you ever Googled books or podcasts on joy? There are a lot out there. Choose joy, finding joy, cultivating joy, chasing joy, and that's just a few. Now, these are all what I'm guessing um, really great books, and some are by some really good authors, and I would probably actually read a few of them. But remember the last one I mentioned was chasing joy. This one I know. So in this podcast, the author talked about joy and how to get it. Throughout the podcast, she gave great ideas on how you can chase joy. For instance, you could pay for the person behind you in the Starbucks line, bag the groceries at a local food pantry, deliver a care package to a new mom in your neighborhood. All of these are great ideas. And yes, I think you should do them all, especially the one in the Starbucks line. If you see me behind you in Starbucks, do that one. <laughs> but do these bring joy or happiness? They say happiness is fleeting, so chasing joy. When I think about joy, I can't help but sing that old Sunday school song, and I'm sure some of you know it. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart, right? <laughs> now, I'm sure by my singing, now you guys are fully aware of why no one has asked me to be on the worship team. And on every Sunday morning, I'm all the way in the back and up the stairs, so I'm sorry that some of you had to hear that. As a child, that was an easy song to sing. And there are more verses to that song. Do you remember those? And I'm so happy, so very happy. My children's pastor, Pastor Dan, would have us put our little fingers on our cheeks. And as we would sing that song, we would look at each other and we'd smile and we'd twist our little fingers. And on Sunday morning, my biggest worry was, um, are mom and dad going to choose Flaky Jakes or Chi-Chi's for lunch? So... Honestly, I love both, so it didn't matter. I'm so happy, so very happy. As a child, I was truly joyful as I sang that song. I did have the love of Jesus in my heart. I knew Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And the faith you have in Jesus as a child is truly a beautiful and real thing to experience. And then life starts to happen. And how's that song sound now? I'm so happy, so very happy. Maybe your parent falls ill. I'm so happy, right? A spouse loses their job. You unexpectedly lose a child, a best friend, or a loved one. Are you still singing? Sometimes all those things happen at once, and sometimes all the walls cave in at the same time, and it's almost suffocating. On July 1st, 2012, my husband and I welcomed Abigail Faith into the world. I was just 24 weeks and one day pregnant. And for you wondering, what does that mean? A normal pregnancy lasts between 40 to 42 weeks. So she was really early. She weighed one pounds, nine ounces. It was just 13 inches long. 
and my husband's wedding band could fit all the way up her arm, go all the way up to her shoulder, and there was still a gap between the band and her arm. So she was tiny. The doctors told us, we, all we could do is wait and pray if you do that kind of thing. The next several days, weeks, and months would be a roller coaster. And every day, there was an update. And I held my breath every time my phone rang. And I knew on the caller ID that it was the nurse or the doctor calling to give me an update on Abigail's medical news. I spent my afternoons at home with our daughter Paige. And she was just 18 months at the time. And for her sake, I continued like nothing had changed. We had playdates with friends. I cleaned the house, cooked dinner, spent time with my family and my husband. And then at night, after everyone was tucked away, I would go and sit at the NICU at Abigail's bedside and just sit. I would read to her. The nurses said I could sing, but, well, y'all heard that. And I would sit for hours every night and pray and read and Google every medical conversation I had with the doctors. It was a hard place to be in. It was lonely, and I didn't know anyone that had had a micropremie. But God works in mysterious ways, doesn't he? Sometimes he places a stranger in your life just at the right moment to get you through some of your hardest times. Our rug had been pulled out from underneath us. The child we were expecting at the end of October had been born on the 1st of July, and every day was a fight. I had a little one at home, and trying to keep that and life at the hospital started to weigh on me. All of a sudden, I developed a twitch in my eye, this one right here, and I decided this must be a side effect from one of the medications they gave me. So I asked the nurse. She let out this big old belly laugh and said, girl, that's not a side effect. You are stressed. I was stressed. Our NICU stay was 140 days, 42 days long. We brought Abigail home just before Thanksgiving that year. And as we were nearing our time to go, one of Abigail's doctors stopped by her bedside to talk to me. He finished going over his medical stuff for the day. And before he left, he said, can I ask you something? I see family after family come into this NICU. They come and they go, and they are all the same but there's something different about you. You're different. You come and you sit and you ask about other babies being cared for. Your nurse said you prayed for the couple that lost their baby across the way while you had no idea about the outcome of your own. What is that that makes you different? God. You see, our situation was hard. It was grueling, but I had God. He was on my side. What the doctor saw was joy, a deep-rooted, inspired happiness that only God can give. When I entered the NICU on those, door, those NICU's doors every single night, I could smile because I had just spent 25 minutes in prayer with my father while I drove to the hospital. I knew, no matter the circumstance or the medical update, that God was watching over it all. When I got to that elevator and I pushed that button to go home, it was hard. And some days it was agonizing. But I heard my father whisper, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you and I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Isaiah 41.10 The Bible says that we'll experience trials. 
I wish as Christians that we could say that we were not exposed to that, but unfortunately, the Bible's full of it. John 16, says, I have said these things to you, to you, that in me you may have peace in a world that you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete and lack in nothing. Count it all joy. So how do we have this joy? Well, it all started right here, right here in a stable. A baby boy was born, a king born poor. He would grow to be a man, and he would die on a cross and raise from the dead in three days, making it possible for us to enter into a relationship with him, offering us eternal life in heaven through his salvation. That is our joy, knowing that whatever happens down here on earth is only a temporary circumstance. I mentioned earlier a podcast, Chasing Joy. When you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you don't have to chase joy. You found it. It's yours. And you can make sure that joy is deep-rooted by being in your word and praying and finding time to be with God every single day. If you're sitting in this room this morning and you're thinking, man, I've been spinning my wheels from one thing to the next, never finding that feeling of being content, I've been chasing joy, you can stop running. All your answers that you need are right here at the foot of the cross. Maybe you're sitting here and you're thinking, I used to sing that song and I've, I've got the joy, joy, joy down in my heart and I loved that song as a kid, but it's been a while since I could sing that. If any of this speaks to you, I'll be up here at the end of service and I'm happy to pray with you and talk to you about the joy that God gives in our lives and how you can experience that. And if you're joining us online today and you're saying, that's me, I want to experience that joy, you can call our church office. Myself or anyone on our church staff would be happy to talk with you. In a world that's um, chaotic and unknown, I pray that each of you and your families find joy this Christmas season.